It's not always easy to find the positive. You might even need to search for happiness. Sometimes, just a little inspiration can make the difference. Here, it comes from unexpected places. Welcome to the Tangential Inspiration Podcast. We were discouraged with all the negativity in the world and decided to focus on finding some good out there. Welcome to the Tangential Inspiration Podcast with me, Teresa. And me, Amy. We're two ordinary moms looking for inspiration wherever we can find it. So I turned the big 5 recently. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, we went down and saw, I wanted to see the Rosie the Riveter Museum, oh, yeah. which I've wanted to see since um, I talked about Betty. Yeah. Sorkin. I can't remember which episode, but um, she had been, she was the oldest national park That's ranger. Right. Yes. So she was not there, unfortunately. She retired like a month before oh, we went, but still, it was a super that cool museum. Been cool. Yeah, I know they had a little DVD and stuff, but it was still very cool. I would totally do it again, but she was not there. Oh, still fun. Yeah, that's awesome. There's a 32-year-old ballroom dance instructor from Ukraine named Nazar Shashkov, and unfortunately. He's not teaching dance right now because of the Russian invasion. He had a van that he would use to transport his students to rehearsals, lessons, oh, you know, yeah. dance competitions. Right now, he's using his van to help transport people fleeing the conflict oh, after wow. the Russian invasion. He's made repeated trips from, I don't know how to say this town, but we see it all over the place, Mariupol. To get people to safety, he spent weeks sheltering in a basement where everyone was black from head to toe, just from not showering. When they finally got to a place where they could shower, he said some of the people were crying. They were that grateful. So he offered his 69-year-old mother a ride in his van, but she said that the students came first. So she opted to walk the 39 kilometers on foot. Totally sounds like he got his attitude from his mom, from her influence. His last trip out, he was stopped by Russian forces. They forced him to his knees. They put a gun to his head. He was sure he was going to die. Miraculously, the soldier let him go with a warning that, you know, if you ever come back, you'll be killed. They robbed him, but let him continue the trip. Thank goodness. Now his van is the only thing that the guy has left. While he's no longer returning to Maripol as it's too dangerous, he's continuing to ferry displaced people around unoccupied areas of Ukraine. He has pictures on his dash, on the dash of his van, of the kids he got to safety as a oh, reminder for him to be yeah. brave, which I just think is so oh sweet. Oh my gosh. I found another person helping kids in Ukraine. This guy is 12 years old. So he's a, oh, wow. he's a kiddo. Yeah, young. From Northern England, he's helping the children of Ukraine with his woodworking hobby. Gabriel Clarkey's father posted a social media link for people to purchase bowls from Gabriel to raise money for Ukrainian kids. He was just proud of his son, had no idea that it would blow up. But after going viral, his Instagram account went from six followers to 227,000 in 48 hours. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? Instead of making 20,000 bowls as requested, obviously he couldn't do that, he announced that he'd make one bowl and give it away in a lottery. Anyone making a donation to save the children in Ukraine would be entered in the lottery. Started off, you know, they had about 6,260 donations. It turned into 313,000, eventually 325,000. 
It's probably even gone up more. Wow. People like J.K. Rowling. Oh, cool. Nick Offerman, guy from the Parks and Rec, who okay. I love. Yeah. Stephen Fry. I'm not sure who that is. But they shared it on their social media accounts, and they had like 15,000 people donate. Renuka Chapman won the bowl and shared that this was the first time she'd won anything in her oh. entire life. She said, this bowl will be one of my most treasured possessions. It represents hope compassion, and kindness. And I just love that both of these people are just doing what they can to help with the tragedy in Ukraine. I read this adorable book. You already know because when we're working out, I tell you, I'll give you the Cliff's Notes, but called Molly, the true story of a dog who rescues lost cats. Can't even remember where I heard about it. But it was just what I needed to read during these stressful times. Yeah. I was totally reading it for pleasure. But the more I learned about this little sweetie, the more I wanted to talk about her. She Aww. just, I, yeah, fell in love with her like I think a lot of people have. Every time, though, I brought up Molly, the UK pet detective, <laughs> people either stared at me blankly or uh-huh. scrunched up one side of their face and asked if it was a true story. You know how I talk in classes right. about whatever I'm reading. Right. And I don't think they really believed me, but... Totally sounds like a good elementary school picture book, but Miss Molly and the um, <laughs> United Kingdom pet detectives are a real deal. Yeah. Thank goodness they are. Over the last decade, more than 100,000 cats have been reported missing in the UK. Wow. These, you know, are pets, yeah. so that's a lot. That is. Many of them die if they don't have access to food and water. The author experienced this firsthand. Before he got his canine partner, he located a missing cat with his detective skills. Unfortunately, it was too late. By the time he found the lost cat, he was so severely dehydrated that they couldn't do much for him. Oscar had been locked in a garage accidentally, and he was hiding in a hanging basket when Colin found him. They rushed Oscar to the vet where they did everything they could to help him, but they just couldn't save the poor little guy. It was that case, though, that finally motivated Colin to get some help sniffing out cats in order to speed up the process. If he could find the cats faster, the odds of their survival increased. While that experience prompted him to get a working dog, Colin had been an animal lover all of his life. His father was in the Royal Navy, so Colin and his brother David spent a good chunk of their childhood in Malaysia and Singapore. His parents were animal lovers, so that's where he gets it. And Often they gave the boys reference guides for their birthdays and Christmas, and I'm guilty of this too. (laughs) Those are fun. My kids like those little those little ones. Yeah, I still do. Yeah, yeah. We've we've had a couple of those too. They're I think they're great. great. They're yes. just good information. Yes, exactly. Uh, growing up they had dogs, cats, hamsters, and mice. <laughs> it sounds like his parents were lovely people. The mom had no idea that Colin occasionally put mice in his dresser drawer to keep. Oh, <laughs> Good thing she did because he said they often would escape. Oh my gosh, so, that would freak me out I know. if one of my kids did that. Yes, me too. There were feral dogs in the streets scrounging for any food they could find. Colin and his brother would smuggle them leftovers. Too often, there was a white van that would come. They'd load up dogs into the back, never to be seen again. The brothers referred to them as the dog killers. So when the boys saw the van coming, they'd load up their pockets with treats and try to lure the dogs to safety. Brave young kiddos. Even though he grew up loving animals, he didn't necessarily consider it police work. When Colin first joined the Surrey Police Department in 1989, he was asked to address a call from an elderly woman with a missing cat. 
he didn't want to sound insensitive, but he questioned that assignment being police work. (laughs) His supervisor said that they answered calls for missing cats and dogs to keep a presence in the community. It's funny that he would go from this guy, you know, asking if a cat call was trivial. Right. To now where he's a pet locator. Yeah. You know. Took him a while to get there, though. He was working the Surrey Police Criminal Investigation Department where he met a drug-sniffing dog named Rainbow that totally impressed him. He was talking with Rainbow's partner and questioned why he was still an investigator, that he was hired before him and must surely have been offered a sergeant position. Apparently, the guy loved working with the dogs too much, and he just couldn't give that up. He was content with his place and accepted that he'd never be promoted. He'd rather work with the dogs. Wow. How sweet is that? Yeah. And and also just to kind of recognize what your true passion is. Yes. You know. A few years later, Colin moved to the Major Crimes Unit as their detective inspector. His last case there involved a dog that helped return stolen floodlights to the Guilford Cathedral. I know. These guys just are doing amazing That's things. That's so cool. In 2003, Colin went solo and opened up the United Kingdom Pet Detective Agency and had incredible success recovering dogs. Wow. According to their website, there's an 80% chance of locating a missing dog if they're notified within 24 hours, which is super impressive, That's I really, think. Yeah, very impressive. Cats were closer to 30% if notified within the first 48 hours. Cats can get into some pretty tricky spots, and he knew that from his childhood. Right, right. Their family cat, Gemini, suddenly went missing, and after a week, they were beginning to lose hope. You know, this poor family. Long story short, his dad had accidentally sealed the cat in the floorboards when he was working on home repair. They were watching television one night, and his mom heard poor little Gemini meowing. And thank goodness she did. And they got her out. Because they were lucky. They found her. Yeah. All the working dogs he met on the police force were trained to sniff out drugs, bombs, guns. I mean, you go to the airport now and right. dogs are all over the place or any amusement parks yeah. or all over, which I love. I'm so tempted to go up and pet them, but they're, they're, they're working. working. <laughs> they're, on the, they're, on the, yeah. Yeah. they're on the time clock. Yeah. He hadn't ever heard of a cat sniffing dog. People hadn't heard of it either. The professionals totally laughed at his idea. People seemed to think it was a ridiculous plan. One guy flat out told him that it just would never work. Cats are too stealth-like and often live with other animals, making it hard to track their individual scent. No one took him seriously until his friend Anna. She thought maybe he should look into medical detection dogs, a training facility that works with dogs to help them sniff out dangerously high or low blood sugar for diabetics. They could sniff out food allergies. They could even smell cancer in people. She noted that at MDD, the dogs don't just change lives, they save them. After talking with Claire Guest and Rob Harris at MDD, Colin was once again excited. If dogs could sniff out dry rot in historic buildings, bed bugs in hotels, and illegally trafficked ivory and luggage, they thought it was completely feasible to train a dog to sniff out cats. With MDD's support, he decided it was time to start looking for his dog. He chatted with another employee at the United Kingdom Pet Detective Agency and decided that he wanted a working Cocker Spaniel because they're compact, agile, and have tons of grit and stamina. Aww. I grew up with Cockers, so I they're, they're just adorable. They're so cute. Once the type of dog was decided, Colin added another factor to the equation. 
He said she had to be a rescue dog. They also wanted a female. Yeah. Um, she had to be a rescue dog. I love that. So a female Cocker Spaniel wouldn't be so difficult, but finding a suitable rescue would be more of a challenge. He was willing to wait, though, for the right fit, wanting to do everything in his power to make sure it was successful, especially when people had, you know, kind of mocked him for the right, idea. Right, The first dog they checked out, Willow, was scouted by a friend. Willow was in Scotland, and since his friend was already traveling there, he offered to go meet her. The friend quickly <gasps> concluded that Willow would not be a good fit since she was hiding under a table <laughs> oh, no. from his very presence. <laughs> they didn't ever get a chance to meet the second dog, Sasha, the oh. people changed their mind last minute saying that Sasha got too car sick to travel. This yeah. car ride was an hour, so they had to have known. I think they just changed their mind. But right. thank goodness for Molly because Molly was their third dog oh. to check out. I love they, that name. Isn't it cute? Yeah. They found an ad for a 10-month-old Cocker Spaniel who was already on her third owner. Her current owner was a single mom and had to give her up. Molly was just too much for her to handle. The trainer helping Colin pick a dog went to meet her and said, Molly's very demanding. No, I repeat, Molly's very, very demanding. (laughs) She's been badly deprived of love and affection. She suffers from terrible separation anxiety. She barks like crazy when she's frustrated. She steals food from people's plates and treats from their pockets. And she's one of the most willful, wayward, and stubborn dogs I've ever met. Wow. (laughs) So, Rob said that was the bad news. And when Colin asked what the good news was, he replied, I reckon we've found our dog. Aww. That was just the beginning. While Molly was highly intelligent, she also was a naughty dog. Mm. Not that it was her fault. Some was her nature, but it was also partly that she, she was now in her fourth home in wow, her 10 how months. how would you feel? I know. <laughs> abandoned all the time. Everyone had given up on Molly, which only made her behavior worse. The MDD definitely had their work cut out for them. I love that despite all of her flaws, her poor behavior, they could still see her potential. I wish we could do that more often in humans. Molly spent six months at MDD with Mark Doggett. I think that's funny that that's that's his name. (laughs) That's pretty funny. That's his real name. Training her, and she had three months of one-on-one training, so they were serious about it. Colin would come visit. While unsuccessfully trying to talk his girlfriend into getting excited Aww. about their new their new pet. She liked cats. She's a cat person. They were cleaner, and her being a neat freak thought they would make a better fit. She thought dogs were dirty, and when Colin was finally able to bring Molly home on December 23rd, 2016, I love that. It's yeah. like a Christmas present. Yeah, totally. That was her first comment. Colin and Molly had been out in nature, you know, all day training, walking through little creeks, through farmland. It was evident that they had spent their day outside. His girlfriend's first comment was that both Colin and Molly needed to go get cleaned up. (laughs) She's like, go give Molly a bath and you need a shower too. Colin reminded little Molly to be patient. Sarah would eventually warm up. He was hopeful that that she'd, you know, warm warm up to Molly. The agency gets about 15 calls a week for missing cats. Obviously, they can't take all those cases, but clearly there's a need. Yeah. As news started traveling about this cocker spaniel who could take a scent from a sterilized jam jar and help locate missing cats, she became a little celebrity. Oh. Molly was invited to be a guest on This Morning, which I think is the UK's version of like, the, today the Today Show. show. <laughs> yeah. Colin tried to get Molly out of the interview. 
Not feeling good about the situation, he wanted to go solo and talk about his canine buddy, but the station and the hosts were adamant. They wanted Molly on the show and claimed to have had a lot of dog guests and weren't the least bit nervous. They'd never had Molly as a guest. (laughs) Something about it brought out the naughty in Molly. Maybe the lights, maybe the other dogs. She ran around the set. She licked the hostess's feet. She hopped up on the couch Colin was mortified, of course, defended her and said she never behaved that way for him. It was a complete and total disaster. And I guess it went viral. I'm sure it sounds funny. (laughs) When they got home, he asked Sarah, his girlfriend, how bad was it? (laughs) Sarah said it was most definitely awful. But that people would love the interview for the 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 humor humor in it. Yeah, totally. Colin watched pieces of it with his hand covering his eyes. And really, the interview somehow made Molly more endearing to others. When they were canvassing an area, knocking on doors, asking if anyone had seen a missing cat, this woman answers the door in a bathrobe and recognizes the star. Yeah. She hollers for her kids to come see Molly. The kids squealed with excitement when they saw Molly, the naughty dog in person. (laughs) She was a celebrity. And not just because she's adorable or that she helps rescue missing cats and stolen pets, but I think mostly they enjoyed her unique personality that yeah. they saw on that show. Oh. With one case, there was a crotchety old man that didn't like his neighbor's cat. He'd made all sorts of mean comments about the cat, trying to get the cat to stay out of his yard. But outdoor cats have a mind of their own. I know this because our first house, the neighbors had a cat, and I couldn't get it to stop going to the bathroom in our front yard. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was terrible. Anyway, I did not do this. When they knocked on the old curmudgeon's door, he said he didn't have any idea where the cat was or what happened to it. They asked if he would allow Molly to sniff his yard to see where the cat might have gone, hoping, you know, they'd get a trace of it. Right. He agreed, but was adamant that he had nothing to do with the disappearance. I'm sure he mainly agreed to that because he underestimated this cute Cocker Spaniel. He didn't think that, yeah. yeah. Molly sniffed the yard. She did her down signal towards the shed. That was her sign that she had located the scent. She found the cat. Colin asked him if he would open the door. The guy responded asking if he was required to. Obviously, he didn't have to. Right. But that would make him sound suspicious right there. Yeah, for sure. But they said they'd be back with the police, and they could force him to open it. Oh, wow. When he finally agreed, they pulled open the door, and there was the cat. Oh. It reminded me of the Aristocats. Have you yeah, ever seen I that love movie? that movie. Me too. I need to watch that one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I. I'm, I love that <laughs> one in Dalmatians and Lady yes. and the Tramp. I I watched Aristocats recently with the um, Siamese cats, which yeah. I know they're the bad guys in there, I but I just they're love funny. Them. And that mean butler Edgar, the man explained that he was just trying to teach the cat a lesson. He wasn't trying to or planning to harm him. Wow. But no, you know, who knows how long the cat would have been locked away without Molly's nose. Right. Another case they were called on was to find a missing cat with a unique pattern on her face, particularly her nose. The owners could pick out their cat anywhere, but to everyone else, it looked like, you know, an average cat. They couldn't really tell the difference. When they canvassed the area, knocking on doors and inquiring if, if anyone had seen the cat, they found a lead. The owners were ecstatic. And they went to an area where people had said they spotted the cat hanging around. Molly didn't have any reaction. You know, she sniffs around. She didn't have a response. She looks at her owners to tell him that this was a dead end. Colin was confident in Molly's abilities, but thought maybe she was having an off day or something. 
After all, people had been shown this photo of a missing cat, and they were positive they had seen it hanging around. As they're sitting there discussing this, you know, and Molly hadn't picked up on this right. Thing, this person hollers that they, they see the cat coming Oh, wow. In. Everyone yeah. was excited, and Colin is wondering why <laughs> Molly hadn't picked up on the scent. Yeah. Once they caught the cat that had been roaming the neighborhood, they showed it to the owner, and I guess it looked a lot like his, but the spot on his nose was off. Oh, it wasn't the wow, cat. Wow, see? And Molly knew it. They did end up finding their cat, but still, it was a good lesson yeah. that Molly right. was on her game. Yeah. Colin had another civil servant ask if he and Molly would do a favor for her to help her find her cat. Since she was a friend, he cleared his schedule and they headed out bright and early. Molly had found some areas where the cat had been, but nothing recent. Typically, Molly works six-hour days. She wow, gets tired. That's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. He calls it good at six hours because it is hard work. She, yeah. You know, it requires a lot of focus and concentration, which is exhausting. So when that time came... Colin explained that they were going to have to call it a day and come back in the morning. She pleaded with him to stay just a little bit longer. And Colin felt bad leaving, you know, knowing how much she loved this cat. Against his better judgment, he agreed to stay a wee bit longer. And he barely agreed to that when they heard this awful yelping coming from Molly. Oh, no. They raced to her side. And clearly, she's in extreme pain. Her chest is starting to swell. This just, It was clear that something was very wrong. They scooped her up into the car, raced to the nearest vet. And from the car, his friend called the vet, warning them that they were coming with a dog that needed emergency services. When they got there, talk about frustrating and disappointed. The vet basically just sent them on their way. The wow. vet said that Molly had to go to another clinic to see what was wrong with her. The guy was pretty much no help at all and basically wasted their time. While he didn't seem in any hurry to get her help, he thought that it was possibly a snake bite, which would seem to me that he needed yeah, to hustle. right. Anyway, Colin raced her to the next vet. Her chest was starting to really swell up, and he wasn't sure if she was even going to make it to the vet. Hmm. And confession, I had to sneak to the end of the book. Yeah, make sure she's okay to see keep going. To verify she survived before I could keep reading because it would have been the worst book ever if she died. The vet examined her and confirmed that, yes, she had been bitten by a snake and at her, actually. And not once, but twice. Oh, no. I don't think most dogs survive one bite. Wow. But Colin's quick reaction, his persistence, him pushing the vet's, Probably helped save her life. Oh, gosh. Fortunately, the adder missed her aorta by the smallest bit. The vet said that if if the bites had been in a different location, she wouldn't have recovered. Poor Molly must have been scared out of her mind. And Colin concluded that he would never let someone talk him into something he didn't feel right about. His canine would always come first, as she should. And I just, I love that lesson because it's true. You got to listen to your heart. You got to listen to your instincts. Right. It's like. Taking that extra ski run when you know you shouldn't. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like it's time to pack it in. Seeing a few of the success stories on their website, you realize just how important it is to take care of this four-legged girl. There was a golden retriever puppy named Buddy. He was stolen from his home by a passing motorist. Thanks to a tip, they found the dog hidden in a woman's garden 10 miles away. They helped police build a case against the thief, and in 2016, the thief was convicted and sent to prison. Go, Molly. That's so awesome. Then there was this silver British short hair that's a cat who climbed into the back of a delivery van, hitched a ride to the depot. Yeah. She hops out, 
With the help of the United Kingdom Pet Detective Agency, they were able to recover Lulu, the cat, in the exact spot where she had last been seen. She was badly injured, but she made a full recovery thanks to their quick response. Little Eddie was a Parsons Russell Terrier. He was stolen from a livery truck while his owner was in the stable, you know, just doing stuff in the barn. They figured out the thief, who the thief was, and explained to him that they would contact the police if the dog was not returned. A lot of times in this book, he goes to the people and he's like, I don't want to get the police involved. We just want the pet back. And suddenly they would just appear. And this was one of those cases. A few hours later, they received a call from a woman who found Eddie under a bush. He was 15 miles away from his home. But thanks to their detective work, he was reunited with his owners. When I'm telling people these stories of the United Kingdom Pet Detective Agency... I don't blame them for thinking it's, you know, a book or a story of fiction. A dog that saves cats sounds like a school book or an after-school special. No. They, do they still have those? I don't think they do. Okay. I love those. So back in the day, it would have been those. an after-school special. I would have loved it. But this little girl is the real deal. She's a canine detective and so adorable. I love that she's reuniting lost or stolen pets. I didn't yeah. realize that was such a big thing oh. with their owners. But I also love that Colin had faith in her when no one else did. Yeah. I appreciate his heart that, you know, it told him to get a rescue dog, and he followed that conviction. Yeah. He remained hopeful when she wasn't always a little angel, and he took the time to work with her until she knew that she wasn't going to be abandoned again. Yeah. And picture this poor little dog. He showed her the love she deserved. I'm just so excited that he was right. His girlfriend did finally warm up to <laughs> They <Molly>. do. Yes. <laughs> um, they had a girl's day. One day, I can't oh. remember what he was doing, but in the book, he came home and he was just ecstatic that they had a girl's day. Oh, Molly cute. and Sarah. Aww. I'm sure she's still reminding them to get cleaned up, but I think she's a little more understanding and accepting of Molly. I just admire the work this little team is doing. People can watch them on YouTube or their website to oh, see their cool. success stories. And I got to say, after reading this, now I really, really, really want a Cocker Spaniel. Never, never be afraid to do what's right, especially if the well-being of a person or an animal is at stake. Martin Luther King Jr. So I was watching the Today Show (laughs) a couple of months ago. I know, a real shocker. And I heard about the sweet collection of true Godwink stories of dogs oh. and the blessings yes. they bring. I checked that book out from the library because of the Ruby story. Yeah, it's super cute. So Dog Winks is written by Squire Rushnell and Louise Duart. There's even a Netflix series. Mm. I didn't know about that. that I did not know. So I have to check it out. And the book doesn't disappoint. One story in particular touched my heart called Sierra. It's about a mom, Stephanie, living in San Diego who agrees last minute to watch her son's husky, Sierra, because he was being deployed and his dog sitter fell through. So Stephanie had already had a large dog named Nana, and I love that name. My my dad's mom, we called her Nana. I just love that. Someday we're going to live in a home and we're going to have all these rescue (laughs) dogs. (laughs) So sweet. Stephanie uh, was worried about how she was going to manage these two big dogs in her small 
place. Which I get. I totally get, because she sounds like it was kind of fastidious. But it turns out Sierra is a wonderful addition and fits in just fine. Then a few months pass, and Stephanie gets the call from her elderly aunt and uncle in the Midwest, asking if she'd be willing to move closer to them to help them out. Unfortunately, Stephanie works from home, so she decided to go ahead and move and help them out. I mean, what a heart. That's a big ask. Yeah, what a big heart. But not too long after uh, moving there, she started to get a pain in her abdomen, and she went to go get it checked out, and the doctor said it might be like an ovarian cyst just to Mm -hmm. kind of watch it. Well, not too long after that, Sierra put her nose on Stephanie's stomach, and it caused pain. And Stephanie snapped at Sierra, and then, you know, Sierra kept doing this over and over. Finally, after, you know, Stephanie snapped at her again, Sierra ran and hid in her closet. When she went to find her, I guess around her eyes, it was wet on her fur, like as if she'd been crying. (laughs) Stephanie apologized to Sierra and then started to think, was she trying to tell me something? Mm-hmm. You know, because she was pressing it in just such a way. Yeah. So Stephanie went back to get more tests. It turned out she had ovarian cancer. Thankfully, they caught it in time. And just like with Molly, I mean, I guess dogs yeah. have smell receptors 10,000 times more accurate than humans, mm-hmm. making them highly sensitive to odors that we can't perceive. Um, there was a recent study that dogs can use their highly evolved sense to pick up blood samples from people with cancer with almost a 97% accuracy. So it's pretty incredible. It's just truly amazing. Uh, Sierra showed up in Stephanie's life at the most miraculous moment. It just sounds like divine intervention. Oh my gosh. Sweet story. I wonder if that's on the Netflix series. Are they all stories from that book? It might be. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. Yes. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. John Quincy Adams. Thanks for listening to Tangential Inspiration. We really want to hear from you. Email us your comments or story suggestions at tangentialinspiration at gmail.com or leave a comment on our website, tangentialinspiration.com. Our website has all our podcast episodes, show notes, stories, follow-ups, and links to websites and books we talk about. Like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, and you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a great week.